0: Last night we were talking about the way we should see the calling that God has called us with. We read 2 Second, Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. And that scripture says, God who has saved us, has called us with a holy calling. According to, not according to our works, but according to his purpose. So we learn that there is that the calling of a safe teacher is a calling that is God has called you with. Even if it was your pastor who called you one day and sent you there, that go and we don't have anybody in the, with the children, so go go and be there. God has called you to that calling. Are you here? I'm telling you, and then learning about the attitude we should have that calling, and I was saying that it's a special calling. was it's a holy calling, holy calling. It is a something that is holy. Is in the in the old I Testament, the way it's kadosh. You know, something that is sacred. It's consecrated. You see, something that you don't you don't play with it. That's what God has called us with a holy calling. You must not. You must not treat lightly or treat with disdain the calling that God has called you with, which is the calling to minister to children. You're still here with me and then I, and I said that and I was showing this morning I was showing you from Moses' life that this calling is not according to our works. Moses made a lot of excuses, but God constantly kept answering them to show him that he who called him the Bible says, faithful is he who has called you who also will do it. He who called you, he, 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 he doesn't, he, he had the resources. Before he calls, he already has the resources to execute the calling. Are you, here, are you here with me? So it is not our place. There is no need for us to worry about how that calling will be executed. Our job is to stand where we should, where we should be standing, do you see? And be found. When God comes looking for a man, will He find you standing there, available to do this thing that He Himself intends to do? I hear what I'm telling you. And then we're saying that that calling is also according to His own purpose and grace. Then I then I explained to you um um this morning what specifically that call is. John 21 verse 15, Jesus was asking uh, Peter, us thou me." Peter said, thou knowest, I love thee. I love thee. Jesus said, feed my lambs. And I told you that the core mandate of a safe teacher is to feed the lambs. Don't worry about anything else. Just concentrate on feeding the lambs. Just concentrate on feeding the lambs. And I explained to you that the implication of feeding the lambs is that you, as the person, that God has given this job to, you must put yourself in a place as to qualify, to do it well. There are things you must do. There are things you must do. There are studies you must study. There are books you must read. There are prayers you must, you must pray. There are conferences you must attend. Is this some of the things that happens where there's a camp or there's a uh, give thyself holy, uh, whatever, whatever? It, it should not be a discussion. Am I saying something bad? I have been attending these things for years for me when I joined the camp the, the church after the first camp I attended and you know uh, the understanding I got when I joined the church was that as a shepherd in the church, when you hear the announcement of a meeting for a group that you belong to, you must automatically be there. It was not up here, because it was not until I came to Kumasi that I knew that you can make an excuse out of attending a camp. Like, you can, you can excuse you. I didn't know that it was possible. Is it making sense to you? Like, when I was in Tamale, all, all I knew was that if they say it's a camp. It's a shepherd's camp. All I know is that, like, not going is a is a crime. When I came to Kumasi, I said, people say, "Oh, my work." This is, then they don't go. And I say, "Ah, it's possible to not go for a camp, like with an excuse. That is valid. I it, I didn't know. It was not like that in Tamale when, when I was there. No, we just we we all just know that this camp that they have announced. You no, know, we who are who it concerns. You no, know, we are going. It, it is it was unthinkable. Like you couldn't even. You couldn't you couldn't even think of an excuse to give, even though there were yeah, there would have been valid, valid reasons why. We all just rearranged our lives somehow, and we were all just at all of those events. But in Kumasi, I learned it like, now. I can also make an excuse for not attending something. <laughs> it's a bad thing. But you see, eh? after many years of attending all of these things, I know I told you I told you this morning, the word of God it has profit. There is no way that continual Bible study, Bible study, Bible study will not produce some kind of fruit in you. It's not possible that you feed yourself with God's word and it doesn't bring anything. It will bring something. It will bring you, it will bring, it, it has brought me at least to some place where I'm standing. At least that I'm the one standing here, I'm preaching to you and you are, and you are listening to it. And I'm sure you are liking it, you're not annoyed. Yes. But it is like a certain, you know, something. Series of things. So I'm saying that Jesus says your job is to feed the lambs. Give them food. Give them food. You must have the food to give. You must cook it. If you give uncooked meat... Half cooked meat, what will happen? Indigestion, that's not it. <laughs> Indigestion. You have worms too. It doesn't bring the benefit it should bring. So, those of you who came late to you know me, I don't know, but I think that I have finished saying what the Holy Spirit uh, brought us here to hear. But in this this small session we have before, before we have lunch, maybe it will not be very long, and then maybe we can have like some questions or whatever. I want us to investigate the subject of the subject of relating with the holy spirit are you here are you here with me and you know l- let me confess before i start i will not say i will not say that i have mastered this relationship there are people there are people who are more qualified to talk about this subject than I am. What I am seeking to do in this retreat is to share with you what I am learning and then my experiences like the little experience I have with relating with the Holy Spirit so that at least I will put you on a journey to also you know investigate this relationship and see how how you can get better and better and better at relating with the Holy Spirit? Are you are you still are you still here with me? Now I know that if you have been around for a while, being a Christian for a while, you know many of these scriptures that talk about the Holy Spirit. Jesus said they should tarry until eh, the Holy until they be endued with the Holy Spirit. Like you know these things. When He the Spirit of Truth is come, He will guide into all truth. You know these things. I'll send you another comforter. It's a little while. I'll send you another comforter, and he'll be with you, and he'll be in you, and he'll be with you, so you know all these things. So, and I know I know these things. You also know these things. But, you see, the reason why, and this conversation that I want us to have, it is very, very important. We're discussing fruitfulness. And I, the people who didn't come here yesterday. We we're talking about a tree. Eh? That's the picture of a fruitful person is that the person is a tree. Daniel four eleven, homework. <laughs> Daniel four, like I don't want to see the whole thing all over again, you know. Maybe at some point later on, I'll do like some recap or something. But, but this picture of of fruitfulness that we're talking about, and the assignment that has been given to us, all of. The accomplishment of all of these things will be done by one person. It will be done by God through the one person of the Godhead who we don't know very much. We don't know very much. Am I speaking for all of us? Maybe I don't know whether I'm speaking for us. The Holy Spirit is a mystery to us, still. But the Holy Spirit does not intend to be a mystery. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit's, the Holy Spirit's, his, I don't want to use the word presence, because when I say presence, but like, you know, we are, this church, we are so, like anointing, and just, when you say presence, people start to think about people falling down and other kinds of things. But when I say the word presence, when I say presence, I mean, I'm talking about being there. That, I'm not talking about, like, the presence of God is here. That, that's not what I'm talking about. Because the conversation I want us to have this, this afternoon, or this morning, about the Holy Spirit, I want it to be, a very, I, I want it to be a personal, like, like I want your mind to not be on that one there. You hear it all the time around you. I'm pissed off. I'm saying something bad. You just tell me, because I'm, I don't want to say anything that is not the the right thing. I okay. There's something I have in my head, which is my the intention I have that by the end of the discussion that we are having. There's a mind I want you to have. I'm hoping that I'm saying the right words which will make you have that mind so you don't become com- confused about it. I'm not, I'm not talking about anointing. You hear me say, Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about anointing. I'm talking about power. I'm not talking about healing. Like all of those, I'm, not, I'm not talking about all of those things. Not at this particular moment. What I'm talking about right now is relating with the Holy Spirit as a person. And I can speak for more than 90% of us in this room that that thing, that thing I'm talking about, has been, been the hardest thing for us since we became Christians. To be aware of the power of the Holy Spirit in a, in a place, there are different things you can hear people falling down and screaming. It's, it, even if you cannot feel anything, you can tell. <laughs> you can tell. When a demon manifests and starts talking, oh yeah, the Holy Spirit is here. He's here. But now, the conversation I want us to have is, I want us to leave this place right now trying to cultivate an awareness of... the Now, the word presence means present. Like when they say, stella opoku, present se. <laughs> uh-huh. That, that's, that is the context in which I am using that word. What I'm saying. So, I, so see, what I want, I want us to learn, to, to start to investigate is, how can I... How can I as a person from now onwards daily every time relate with the Holy Spirit as a another person who is present? Because right now you are treating him like a like an essence, like a power, like you know, something abstract. <laughs> Like an it, but not a he. Something that that appears and something happens. Something will, some sound will come, something will break, something will, like, when that thing comes here. No, but, no, no, no. This morning, I'm talking about relating with the Holy Spirit. As a person, as he sits here, you sit here, how you are aware that he's here. And that awareness that he's here, that you see, that awareness that he's here has implications which will begin to define your relationship with the Holy So, for example, he's here. Do you see that he's here? Because this guy is sitting down here, if your breast is itching, you won't put your hand in your dress and, and scratch it. Or what am I saying? What's. No, there's a way you do it, but you know. But if there was nobody in the room, oh, cra Charlie. Charlie. You can't even lift, off, lift the top and have access to scratch it well. But so so what I'm saying is that the only difference is that he's here, and you are aware he's here. And he's not saying anything. He's not complaining. He's not doing anything but you just won't do that. You will not do that. And if, he's, if you start to do that thing and he starts to walk in, you'll stop. That is what I mean. That's the kind of relationship that I want you, I want us. See, that, that's the Holy Spirit and relating with the Holy Spirit. Is it making sense to you? And it's because it's, it's, many of us your, ba- based on your schooling, it is all. Oh, eh, when you hear Holy Ghost, <laughs> oh. <laughs> pay. When you hear Holy Ghost, <laughs> pay. you holy? No, the ghost also. She <laughs> said, No. Because because I I have seen that, and you see, recently recent I have been. I've seen it has it has to us not struggle and like confusion and uncertainty that shouldn't be it is not for the lack of the presence of the person it is the lack of your consciousness of the person's presence so the person, so the benefit of having the person with you is not there as if the person wasn't there. So that if you had to carry this speaker and it was heavier than you, because you are not aware that he's here, you can't, You will not even ask that. And that's, what it, that's our story. Help me to carry this thing. If you just asked him to, wouldn't you help her to carry it if she asked to help you help Yes. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's a good guy. But he will be sitting down here and you'll be doing, yeah! <laughs> yeah! It's not Holy Ghost. Fall. You see that? Fall on me. Even, see that, even that, uh, all the songs, it, it, it creates a feeling. Like it's a something. You know, it's, the whole thing is some. Some it's some something that it blows in the whatever, and it falls on you like rain. (laughs) So I'm going to show you for a very short time some um, some of the you know some of the evidence that he is a person, and then for each of the characteristics that I show you, I want you to use that in your relationship with him. From now on onwards, you answer it. So you relate with him based on that. So, um, the distinctive characteristics of the personality of the Holy Spirit. This one you can write. I'll, I'll show you, then you write. So the first evidence, the first evidence that the Holy Spirit is a person and not some mist or some uh, some essence or some strange power that just falls on you and makes you do things is that he has knowledge or the characteristic of knowledge. He knows things. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10. 1 Corinthians 2 10. Maybe let's say verse 9. It says verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Says verse 11 says, But what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of god so the first thing that the first characteristic based on which you will relate with the holy spirit from now on is which makes him a person is that he, he knows things a person one of the things we can use to t- see when we have talked about when we when we think about a person we don't we we instinctively think about about a body a body that i can hold and touch but a body a body that you can hold and touch does not necessarily impact personality to a person. I, the English i speaking, is making sense to you? It is not because LPR Coast has a body that you can touch and feel. That is what makes her a person you can relate with. The characteristics that make somebody a person are the ones I'm, I'm listening to you. First thing, first one is that the person... Knows things. Knowledge is, is a person who has, he has knowledge. A person is a person who knows things. And the Holy Spirit is a person who knows things. He knows the things of God. He knows everything. <laughs> so now, if I'm going to have a conversation with you, part of the basis of a conversation is knowledge. I don't know what I'm saying is not making sense. So your so what your your you're accepting that the Holy Spirit is a person who has knowledge of things, the effect it will have on you is that you relate to him based on that. And any time that the relationship requires knowledge to be applied, anyhow, whether in conversation or uh, even in like in, like, seeking opinion. Because that's how, you, that's how you ask somebody's opinion. that Because you, have, you think that he has knowledge about it. oh um you know, I'm, I'm planning to sell my, my Toyota Corolla and buy a, a Hyundai Elantra. What do you think? Why am I asking him that question? <laughs> I feel he knows something. <laughs> I feel he knows something. And he can say something to me that will help the decision I'm trying to take. If you are aware... Of this characteristic of the Holy Spirit, as a person, it will also affect how you are relating with Him as a person. You are not asking opinion. You are not asking opinion about. You are going to sell your car. There's a There's a person by you here. You are calling your friend who is in Accra, who also doesn't know cars like you, <laughs> to advise you. But But this person, who searches all things, and knows all things. It's here. But it's not how it's Not How many of you know what I'm preaching, what I'm showing you so far? Forget about power. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about just as a person. Are you, are you still with me? Number two, will. A person has a will. The Holy Spirit as a person also has a will. So if we start from 1 Corinthians 12, 7, it says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal." Then we go to verse 11. It says, But all these things worketh that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally, as he will. Do you see that way there? Do you see that one that way there? So will has to do with like like choice, not it. Like will, like I like a decision like I choose to do this. So the Holy Spirit also has a will. That characteristic shows that he's a person. And so in so in the same way it's not uh, how how do I he, he chooses, you see. If you read it, let's read the whole thing. you see see how the living makes sense. So from verse, verse 8, it says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another descending of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these wicked, that one and the same same Spirit, Dividing to every man separately as he will. What makes you a person is that you can choose to do whatever you like. He too can choose to do whatever he likes. What I'm saying is it making sense to you? It is a characteristic of a, of a person. That the person is not, you, you are not. You see, sometimes people ask that if there's a God, why why are there all these wars and problems and famine and poverty? It's because God has decided that. The human beings who are running this world no, should have a will. They should, they should also decide what they want to do. So that that is, you don't see that in any other creature besides man, that he has given the ability to, like, will. The same way, in the same way also, the Holy Spirit also has a will. And if you are relating with him, it will be good to know. It will be good to know also what he thinks. What, what, what do you plan to do? What do you plan to do? <laughs> I have a plan, but what is your plan? I would like to hear your plan. Are, are you still following me? Are yes. you still following? Is this? Are you? Is your mind changing about something? Yeah. Yeah. It's a real. He, he is a real person. So he has a will. And and I and I can tell you that I can tell you without checking that your will. And his will, his is far better. and oh, no, it's not far better. <laughs> Sorry, his will be far better. His will be far better. And he's there. he's like this he's just like this guy he's not here right now. she's here, he's here. But it's like this woman just does what she likes. And here's somebody whose will is always good. If you look at it. He gives to every, he, some word of knowledge, some miracles, some, look at what he's, look at what he's sharing. When, he, when, he's share, when he's sharing according to what he likes and his will, look at what he shares. All this by the self, self-same spirit. Are you still with me? Number three. He has a mind. Romans 8.27. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth knoweth what is the mind of the spirits, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirits, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So another characteristic of a person is that a person has a mind you see a person has a mind. A person can, can, can think. A person can feel. A mind means that it's, it's feeling. It says the, the, the Greek word that is used there for mind. it carries also with it the ideas of thoughts, of feeling and of purpose. He has a mind, means that he has a purpose. When he does things, it's based on a, perp- a certain purpose. It also means that he has a feeling, he, he feels. He is not an in, impersonal, mystical something that is in the air that can make you feel either cold or hot, <laughs> you know, and to shiver and shake. But it's, it's somebody who is present with a mind that is there. Maybe I'm not preaching this thing well. But I already told you at the beginning that it's not like I I myself am, but I'm sharing with you what I'm learning. So that maybe together we will grow if we just carry on and investigate it a bit a bit further. And like I said, I'm hoping that the practice of this relationship from now onwards will make it better. Do you understand know what I'm trying to say? Uh, if you go out of this place and you start to relate with it, and you see, I'll tell you something. Just how you relate with any other person is how we're relating with this person also. Except that the, you have a far, a far better, far higher advantage in your relationship with the Holy Spirit because he... He has all these characteristics are all in very high measures, and are like at the at a, like a very per, like perfect level. His mind, his mind is, it works at like the highest level you can have. Um, feelings. you, know, you, you don't relate with the Holy Spirit on a feeling level. Only when you are in church and. Uh, This thing, goosebumps. eh? But if I'm sitting by you, if I'm sitting by you, and you and I have a personal relationship, and something is making you sad, how many of you have been there before? You're sitting with a friend or a sister, and their tears made you have tears. but the Holy Spirit who is here. Do you not think that? You don't think. (laughs) And you see, see, even even in terms of like, cry with me, Krampono, it can be both ways. He cries with me. I cry with him. Because if it's because if it's a relationship that goes both ways, there are things that will hurt him, that will make him cry, and I will feel the grief and I will cry with him. You don't know what I'm saying. What I'm saying. <laughs> like one of the things, one of the things is perishing souls. Like somebody dies that didn't give his life to Christ, going to get, get an opportunity, or just it's. Something that w- makes the Holy Spirit unhappy. And if you relate it with the Holy Spirit at a level, that thing will make you also sad. <laughs> Quietness in the room says exposes all of us. That is how the Holy Spirit dear. Oh no, is that on the No, Oh no, never. And 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 what will be the benefit? What will be the the, the even the risk. you know you can even just find comfort, comfort the deepest level of comfort in the awareness in your time of grief, the awareness of the presence of the Holy Spirit and His mind, like His feeling, the same thing you are feeling can alone can give you. All I'm saying is not, is not true. Yeah, nobody is talking to you, nobody is encouraging you, but just. Just knowing, just your knowing that I uh, have this friend who is sitting down by me, who, is, who goes everywhere with me, who lives inside of me. You see, a friend who is sitting by you many of the times, the only way your friend is able to relate with the thing you are going through is if they have been through it before. Very often, many of us, our consolation, well intended it may be, but it's shallow because. That's why the Bible said that thing. Eh, that Jesus, no, he be, the he because he's able to be our high priest. Because he's familiar, he's been here and he's tasted it. The reason why God sent him is there is no way he would have been able to relate it to how we feel if he hadn't experienced it himself. So a friend who very he loves you, she loves you, she has the best intention for you, but you see. Don't blame Job's friends for the words they spoke to him. They were good guys. They were, but, but, you cannot console somebody like Job the thing that he's going through unless you have experienced it before. And when you experience it, perhaps they would have come and sat by him and been quiet for all the days they were there. So you see that you can't even find a way to speak. <laughs> I've not done anything. One day something happens. The next is something happening. The next is something happened. I lose everything one day. Then on top of it, I also have uh, uh, sickness, and I've not. And, and I know, in the integrity of my heart, I have not sinned against God. I have not sinned against any man. I cannot explain what is going on with me. I cannot. Your friends come here, long talking, long. All this though that beginning were small. We heard it from the friends. It was his friends, his friends were saying that thing. <laughs> if you were upright and you were living righteously, though your beginning was small, your great answer, that greatly increased. It was just friends who were saying these kinds of things. Because they had not been in it. <laughs> I hear what I'm telling you? But this this person, this person who is there, who is you see, because he lives inside of you, he experiences the thing you are feeling. He feels it first hand. He feels it like you are feeling it first. Am I explaining it well? First hand, like, exactly how you are feeling it is how he's feeling it. The best person to comfort that's why we tell people when the Holy Spirit comforts you. It's the, you see, it's a, it's a nice Christian way of It's a real thing also. The only person who can give you real comfort is the Holy Spirit. But... When we are sitting down there in our whatever, we are looking for Esther to come. to come. come. So when you, you didn't call me, when I was not, I didn't hear from you. It's not Esther is not going to help you. She will not know what to say, unless she has been in it. But this Holy Spirit, who has been with you since you became saved, just like... Am I, am I saying something? The fact that he has a mind also it also displays itself in how he communicates with you. There's a lot of telepathic communication going on between us and the Holy Spirit. Telepathic means that it is thought to thought, like mind to mind. Many of us are not aware. <laughs> There's a lot. Yesterday, was, as I was saying, that thing that happens when it seems as if you're having a conversation with yourself. You're actually having a conversation with the Holy Spirit from thought to thought. Actually, in heaven, that's how it is. In heaven, a lot of communication is not verbal. So I think something, you, you can hear it. And you think, I, and I also, and I, and I can say. It. There's no need to open our mouth a lot. A very few times we'll open our mouths, but a lot of times there's no need to open our mouths to talk because when you think something, I can, I can hear it. Then you just reply in your thoughts and I can also hear it. And it goes on, that's going on. And you see, if you knew that that was going on, you'd have been doing more of it Many of us are too used to, that. you know, the truth is you're not hearing anything when you are doing that. <laughs> and think about it, think about it. Some of the most quality decisions the Holy Spirit has helped you to take, you're not praying and shouting. <laughs> or oh, you're not, you're not, it does not, you're not, you have not, 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 not seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah lying down your bed and 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 usually when you are very relaxed very like your heart rate is low you are there's nothing there's nothing that is bothering you you are very relaxed you see that you see that those thoughts that come into your head at that time they are the breakthrough thoughts I have a business idea you don't have Shelly. you don't you're not you're not you're not smart to come up with that business idea you are not smart enough to come up with that business idea. You are not smart enough. If, if, if only because you are, not, you are not aware of that other person with you and inside you is why you are taking credit for that idea. <laughs> you are taking credit for that idea because you, you are clueless about the person who is living with you every day. Is with you every day. He said, he, he said, "Look, try this thing. You will see that it can kind of work." He so oh, I have an idea. I'm a very smart guy. I have a smart idea. You are not anything. <laughs> yeah. So he has a mind, and that mind, you know, it's communicating to you ideas and thoughts all the time. So now, now you are aware. It's like a lot of thinking, communicating. You, you, you see, you will value the quiet time. Like when to say quiet time. It will become important to you. That first few hours of the morning, when everywhere is quiet, it will become, you will not wake up suddenly and just start rushing out. No. You see that that first, first few hours of the morning become very precious to you because you see that that's, that's the time when, the Holy, when you and the Holy Spirit are able to make a lot of your exchanges of thoughts and of ideas. A lot of communication goes on between, between you. Am I saying something, something good? And the more you practice it, the sharper it gets. Right now, Sometimes we are not sure. Sometimes we are sure. We have those uh, ups and downs where sometimes we are not sure. Sometimes we are sure. But you have to be able to cultivate a relationship to a point where, look, even you know that you know that if you live in, a, uh, I'm, I'm sure it happens to everybody. When you, when your father, when your father is coming, when your father is coming, you know, you know that you know that, you know that he's the one. You know, everybody's footsteps are like like it's a signature. Everybody has a signature way we walk. So you can be in a room, even f- among friends. You, you are just lying down there. You, see, you hear the footsteps coming. Sure, sure, sure. No, this one is well, the one. <laughs> yeah, that's how. And that's because you have lived with a person, you have been with a person, you have been aware of the person's presence for a long time that suddenly, eh, there may be 15 people in the house, but everybody's footsteps, 15 of them, you know all of them. All of them. As come they like, This is the person who is coming. So when the person enters, ah, it's the one. You get to that point also where The Holy Spirit speaks or communicates ideas to you and ten times out of ten, you get it right. Am I saying something bad? Next one. Love. Love is a characteristic of persons. Only a person has a capacity to love. Romans 15.30 Now I beseech you, brethren, For the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me. Is that a verse? No, let me find. I think I may have made a mistake somewhere. Um, 1530. Yes, yes, that's it. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Do you see the love of the Spirit? The last thing you are thinking about the Holy Spirit is love, power, yes, but love, no. When I say Jesus, love, that one makes sense. When I say Holy Spirit, love, you don't. Um, fa- <laughs> Holy good, Holy Ghost, dear. Love, love, laugh, say. Holy goes, <laughs> the Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Do you understand it? So that's another, that's another way to relate. You must, you must be able to relate with the Holy Spirit. Love love. <laughs> Feel his love. And you love him. I'm not saying something, something bad or the way you are quiet, you know. Feel love. Love. Feel his love for you. Feel the love of... You see, and, and, and let, let, me, let me see. One of the, one of the ways to, um, to help, one of the things that helps is this. Keep in your, keep in your mind, like practically, God the Father is in heaven, Jesus is in heaven, who is here? Okay, so if you're feeling any love of God right now, presently, right now, it's coming from where? Yes. <laughs> He's the one doing the loving. What I'm saying, but let me read something to you that somebody wrote. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um Okay, so he says, each day of our lives, okay, let me start from here. He says, we dwell often upon the love of God the Father. It is the subject of our daily and constant thoughts. We dwell often upon the love of Jesus Christ the Son. Who would think of calling himself a Christian who passed a day without meditating on the love of his Savior? But how often have we meditated upon the love of the Spirit? Each day of our lives, if we are living as Christians ought, we kneel down in the presence of God the Father and look up into his face and say, I thank thee, Father, for thy great love that led thee to to give thy only begotten Son to die upon the cross of Calvary for me. Each day of our lives, we also look up into the face of our Lord Jesus, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and say, O thou glorious Lord and Savior, Jesus, thou Son of God, I thank thee for thy great love that led thee not to count it a thing to be grasped, to be on equality with God, but to empty thyself and forsaking all the glory of heaven, come down to earth with all its shame, and to take my sins upon thyself, and die in my place upon the cross of Calvary. But how often do we kneel? And say to the Holy Spirit, O thou eternal and infinite Spirit of God, I thank thee for thy great love that led thee to come into this world of sin and darkness and to seek me out and to follow me so patiently until thou didst bring me to see my utter ruin and need of a Savior and to reveal to me my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as just the savior whom I need. The sentence is a complex sentence. So many comments and other kinds of things, but that's these are like, you know, this is how people write. People don't write like this these days, but this is quality English. But the reason I'm reading those sentences is that is that it's, it's so that you will see um how how in in what way in what way the love of God is revealed. To us, in what way the love of Jesus is revealed to us? Now, we are aware of how the, we are—we know the love of God towards us, based on His sending Jesus, His Son, to save us. John three sixteen answered. It. So it's not—it's not a problem. We know how Jesus has demonstrated His love towards us in that while we were yet He died for us. But the—the the problem is we don't know how the Holy Spirit has shown love towards us. And that's what I, did, I just read to you. That after the father sent the son, and the son came and died for you, for your, the person who went around looking for you to bring you to this salvation was the Holy Spirit. That's how he also showed his love. <laughs> Do you understand this? It? And it's, and it's because, because we don't know how he has demonstrated love towards us. We are not able to, first of all, experience that, like, take that love, acknowledge the love, and love him back. If it were not for the Holy Spirit, eh, God has sent Jesus. Jesus has died. The blood has been shed. It will all be for nothing. It will all, it all would have been for The person who went around looking for you, the person who found you and brought, to the, brought you to the cross, it is the Holy Spirit. Were it not for him, because you see, we are, we are, are we, were we not all saved at different times? Everybody's salvation story is different. Even people who live in the same, who in the same class, even, even siblings who were born who live in the same class, used to go to the same Methodist church with their parents, God saved at different times. It's not true. It's true. <laughs> because eh, according to the will of the Holy Spirit, different times, different times. He goes around looking. That, that's why, that's why When we go out to evangelize, it is the Holy Spirit who does the work of making somebody ready, or else our talking is just talking. And you see that sometimes, at that particular moment, the person is behaving the way he's behaving because it's not yet the Holy Spirit's time. Like, it's not time. (laughs) It's It's not his time yet. The next evangelist he will meet on the way will get him saved, but not you. What I'm saying is it making sense to you. Yeah. But like now we now. Ah, so it was you, eh? Yes, it was him. It was him. It was him. So that's somebody used to. So I used to drink, drink, create, drink myself to stupor. And sometimes I found myself in a gutter. then one day that that work was done by the Holy Spirit. That day was the day He found you. He was the one who brought you. Or else. Sacrifice is there. It's been made. The blood has been shed. The power is available to save you. But it doesn't benefit you. It's only the Holy Spirit who brings you, leads you to that point. So you see the love of the Spirit. Love of the Spirit. That's how you see it. So now you know that, ah, this is how the Holy Spirit loves. And I'll tell you something. It's, it's, it's more than that, though. Like it goes beyond. Look, every time you look in Scripture and saw something that excited you, it was, that was him. That's, that was him. That was him. And, and that your awareness would have made... See, that, what I'm saying is that all the things I'm listening to you, they are supposed to help you to now co- intentionally relate with him properly like a person. That, ah, you are here. The scripture is hard. Please, this one, you have to explain it because me. I, I don't see what they are saying. <laughs> explain this scripture. And expect that he's, he's going to respond. Where is, are you still with me? Yeah. So the love of the spirit is another way. Love is another way that we know. The next thing is intelligence and goodness. Intelligence and goodness. It's another characteristic of a person. Only a person has the capacity to be intelligent and to be good. Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 20. Thou gavest also thy good spirit to instruct them, and withheldest not thy manner from their mouth, and givest them water for their test. I, I did. Hmm. So you see, this one this one takes us to the Old Testament. Thou gave us what? The good spirit. And what did the good spirit do? To instruct. Yeah. If you are aware of this, your relationship with the Holy Spirit will be different. Like, see, even the, in, the intelligence... You know, you know, I was I was there's a book that I was I was reading. Um I'm I'm okay, it's an audio book. So I'm I was listening to. It's called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. If you get a chance, read it. Like find it and read it. Evidence That Demands a Verdict. It's a very good apologetics book for defending the Christian faith. Like even to def- not even Christian faith necessarily, but just to defend that God exists. So for all the people who say God does not exist, and honestly, the people who say God does not exist—they are not very intelligent. It's one of the things you will discover when you start talking to them. That only in their own minds they think they are very smart. <laughs> yeah, they—they they think they are, smart, but but their arguments fall apart, fall apart in many different places. But this, in this book, one of the one of the one of the evidences, okay, that for the existence of God and for the and for and for the fact that the universe was created by, by somebody, okay, it's the fine. They said the fine tuning, the fine tuning of everything that exists. Like, if they say that the the earth, the angle, the angle at which the earth is tilted on its axis is at the right angle. Shifted one degree this one degree that and it's just like, it's, it will just pour something. Like, it's like there must be an intelligence, a superior intelligence behind this thing to position the earth on that, and, uh, that particular, it's, it is such that it's not too far from the sun, too far from the moon, it's, like, it's just the right angle. <laughs> Who is responsible? Holy Spirit. But this is your accounting that you are not seeing, top no. You have not asked. If there was, if there was an accounting shark in your class, you would have called him and said, "Lawrence, come and teach me this thing." But this superior intelligence that is able to create, to put, arrange the planets apart from each other at, under the right conditions—is that from the? If it's start from from the sun like that, you are going somewhere. From the sun to go on, my very eyes may just see under nine planets. Eh, <laughs> you don't know it? Eh, Mercury, it Mercury, that's all. Venus. My very eyes. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, just C, Saturn, Uranus, nine planets, uh, Neptune, and then. Pluto is gone. That's disintegrated. <laughs> it's amazing. Charlie, uh, so if you are owing money, please pay the, uh, the guys. They have to go and pay. Ah, uh, Yes, yes, yes. To organize also, so please. How many are they? Are they so many? Try to give you a, a two-minute break to sort it out quickly. Otherwise, you won't eat lunch. If you are owing, please just... If you don't, owe and you want to add, you can add. Like you don't, oh, but the the Holy Spirit is, is talking to you in your heart, and you want to go and add, so that the lunch can work. I want to can. So I'll I'll I take a. Uh, so let's be talking, and then let these guys finish sorting what they are, what, what they are sorting out. Who, who has learned something that's like ah? Okay, I want to hear something. And <laughs> you want to say something? Is there a micro- microphone somewhere? Is there, does it work? Please give it to him so we can hear him.
1: made it uh, very easier to understand because normally you know when it comes to people hear Holy Spirit is like the mysterious aspect and realize that it, it's more difficult it's like oh, no this one is not it's not for me yeah it's for those who are but how you even the um, explanation you gave that if the Holy Spirit, if this person is not here you will do this if this person is here you won't do that and that's exactly how, if we should really understand the relation of the Holy Spirit, that's we'll be able to maybe eschew ourselves from certain things because we know that, the Bible even said that we should vex not the Spirit, we know that we can make Him angry because this is a friend who can see me, I can see Him, He's here. And so it made it, you know, very uh, understandable. Even as the Bible also said, I said, whatever two or three are gathered, He's there. It means at the moment we are more than two or three. It means that consciously we have the mind that the Holy Spirit is Not is there. The no. Yeah. Because two or three are like there he is now it's
0: like some power it comes when we yeah. there. But no. You know look <laughs> one of the one of the one of the clear examples of that thing is the fourth man in the fire when the Hebrew boys were put in the fire like that so you see the people who were outside of the fire actually saw a fourth figure. I'm like, no, there's another guy. I said, ah, How many people did we put into the fire? My lord, three. But how come I'm seeing four? I see four. And when they opened the f- when the f- final, final, final finished burning and the open people came out, three. Th- that's that's exactly how it is. Like so where two or three are gathered, I am the fourth person in their midst. But that's not how we res- that's not how we understand it all. It's like when two or three gather here, powers come. Somebody else say something. Somebody else says something. Okay,
2: hallelujah. Um I don't know. But as you are saying what you are saying. Like things are dawning on me, I just don't know. But I think that God has a good purpose. Um, so the point is where He has a will, this the prayers that we've been for the fasting and prayers. Um, there was one that um, Bishop said, "Stay up the will of God." Um, I forgot the prayer, but to ask the right questions. So, per like my area where we are. I've been asked. Like, when we prayed that prayer, throughout the day, I was, then I was saying, "Ah, maybe I've not asked the right questions relating to me. I've not started a church before. (laughs) So, probably I've not asked the right question to, like, what am I doing? So, I mean, that day, as I was going to, I just said, Holy Spirit, um, show me something. What do I have to do? Then, perchance I was talking to a colleague, and it happened that there was something a man of God was doing. Then, as we were conversing, I didn't mean to. She just said something, then it, it's okay. Ah, this is one of the steps I need to take. So, as Rev was saying, like, as I'm sitting here, it's just, it's like an answer. As I was kind of praying that, Lord, speak to me because I'm very worried. Speak to me, speak to me. Like, but as you are saying, as, like, what, whatever we are discussing, is like, there are answers to, uh, not the full answer. But I think it's 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 a step if I really so the thing is that I <laughs> as the answers are coming, the grace to also do it is also another thing, yes. So it's an answer I am receiving little by little, little by little. So whatever we are discussing, I don't know if you are here or if, but me, I am taking my portion and I'm I'm yes. And then the tele telepathic thing, it is <laughs> it is a real thing. He speaks to us, but we are like the four you said um. When I go my area, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the kind of sheep, so I keep asking, "Oh God, what kind of sheep are you giving me?" Because it's, it's a very strong ground. But then when I go me, I believe that. So, So the, the thing I wanted to say, like even our prayers. Sometimes when I go the, the, before Christmas, you say I think it was 25th the Sunday, I prayed. I said I've never I've never prayed that prayer before. I I it just occurred to me that mention everyone's name in the church and then so and say that you are going to smile this day. And I was just that they came with food. Madame, I told you, and Madam I said, "Ah, what happened?" And they said when they went, out, somebody decided that they it was going to buy food for everyone. So then I said then I said, "It don't on me." And like in our church where like my husband prays, our pastor prays. <laughs> He prays certain prayer like, so as he was, as you were talking, that we have to give honor to the Holy Spirit, I realized that we have been, probably, okay, for me, I've been making mistakes not to, um, not to, um, like, give honor to the Holy Spirit in my prayers. Because I think that I'm just praying, but he is giving me the words to pray because he knows what he has to do beforehand. So on the 25th, when I said I was mentioning every child's name. I've never done that before. I was I was mentioning every child. So I, I said, if I forgot your name, tell me. I mentioned all of them, their name. Then lo after church, they just stepped and they started smiling. And I said, uh-huh, someone, someone was more And they said, hey, madam, and I said that uh, someone said prayers now. But then as Rev was saying, I said, and probably all the pray, you know Rev prays and then things are happening in people's life, and we are like we are happy, you know that thing. We are happy that miracles are happening. But probably okay, I don't know for him, but I me mean, probably I have not I have not given the credit to the Holy Spirit leading us in our prayers to pray certain kind of prayers. So I think the Holy Spirit, he's a whole level. So it's good to know him and interact with him. Thank you, Rev.
3: Amen. Yeah, my name is Justina. I have experienced the Holy Spirit before. Calling from Fan chamber. I have experienced Holy Spirit before, but recently I've become busy that I don't have time to communicate with Holy Spirit. I have a friend that anything, let me call this friend and talk to her. Let me talk to my husband. But first I used to communicate. One day I was at my workplace and then I said I was very down and broken. And I said, Holy Spirit talk to me and then there was a song in my heart that was ringing so I've just put my head on the table and there was no patience so I can do that. And then a colleague of my work at Multicredit, she used to come there when it's time for lunch for us to listen to song and then chat. Ah, and I was there, and then she just opened the door, bam, coming straight, and then searching everywhere. I said, "Ah, can you come to somebody's workplace and come and do that?" I said, "No, I saw a, a, a tall man wearing all white sitting in front of you, talking to you, but you were not paying attention to him." And then I have, and I'm looking for. He says, "I." Ah, so suddenly so I was panicking, and saying that, "Ah, what are you saying? I am the only one here. No one, no doctor, no patient is here. I'm just here." And then when she said that, I once she said that i i said that so and then i said ah oh i just said that holy spirit come and talk to me because i don't know what to think i'm sad and broken and i said if you're praying remember me what in prayers and as reverend was talking to holy spirit was talking about holy spirit it drew my mind back there and recently there was issue about safe teachers I went on leave. So when I returned, somebody was there. And then, I don't know, but I wasn't feeling comfortable with the person. I said, the person is like, want to teach you what you have to do. And so I just became calm and told the Holy Spirit, guide me. So the person called me and said, I'm taking you to shepherd meeting. And I say, Holy Spirit, guide me. This is what the person said. So our reverend called us and said he want to talk to us. Reverend did not know what was going on. And I said, Holy Spirit, defend me. So when you went, I, I didn't tell anything to Reverend. And the Reverend started talking and then solving the issue. And then the person said, yes, Reverend. I said that I will take her to shepherd meeting. And the Reverend solved the problem. So what I'm telling you is that Holy Spirit is just like, sometimes we are busy and then our mind is. We are thinking what we want to think, do what we want to do, but it's very real. And then he helped us in situations that we don't know what to do. Amen.
0: Yeah. Uh, so for me, um, I started this coding thing not long ago. And uh, you get to points where you are in a, a place where you are stuck. You're on a problem. You can be on it for three days. And you are trying to think how to solve it. And sometimes you'll be there and, y- like, the idea just pops. Why don't you do it like this? And you do it like that, and it just works. And so far, I've not attributed it to it being the Holy Spirit. I sometimes I think that, oh, I was just smart. But as you are mentioning that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of intelligence, it just comes as something that it took you three days. It just, you just hear one word. You do it, and it just works. And that's it. So I, I think, yeah, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of intelligence. It's very true. So, so is it, So the purpose. So my my intention for this discussion is for us to move on to the from from the accidental and random to a more deliberate. So that like this exp, these experiences are all the time. Well, well, is it making sense to you? So that now no, it's not that uh, it's not this afterthought type of thing. But now I am aware of a real person whose presence with me is persistent, like he never goes anywhere. He never goes anywhere. You are asleep, he's there. You are awake, he's there. You are going, he's with you. You are in the trot, he's there. That conscious awareness, you see, and then the conscious practice of, now when I say presence, I don't understand what I mean by presence. I don't mean, I mean that present, the person's Presentness. That's what I want to say. So now, no, no, instead of being stuck for three days before, and he didn't even, he as the Holy Spirit was generous to him, to tell him the answer to the problem. But now we will not do that anymore because if it was, a, it was a, it was a physical body, by you, you would have asked for help. And if the person knew, if you knew that, oh, this thing I am doing, she knows about, she knows it. You have asked a long. You not sit down for three days to struggle with the, an issue. You ask that oh, this thing, Charlie. What do you think about it? But so now we want to do it intentionally from now on. That Holy Spirit. This is. I need you to solve this thing. I need. What is the solution? Solve this thing. Uh, is it making sense? Are we making some progress? So, um. So that where were we? Love or where? Intelligence and goodness. Then, then the next one is grief. Ephesians 4.30. Ephesians says, and, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of, res- of redemption. So, another, word, another meaning of the word there is to Distress. So, again, too, when you have a friend, you have a person you like, who likes you, who is with you, one of the things we are careful about doing is doing anything that distresses them. You will not, the, the friendship will not work very well if you are constantly distressing the person. You're constantly doing things that makes the person aggrieved. What I'm saying is making sense to you? I would not like to be friends with you if, like, every time I'm with you, something. Every time, something. Like, the things I don't like are what you do. Every time, every time. And you know, this, this one is another very important because like, like Enoch was saying, we died. Like, you see, and 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 the, and this is the thing. This is the thing. One of the main reasons why, one of the main reasons why a lot of many people who have given their lives to Christ in our churches have not progressed in, their, in, their, in maturity is because of this, this also. Because for us who have been around for a while, we have at least come to a certain point that, look, you see, even the thoughts that you allow into your mind, that's where, that's where for us who are here, that's where there's a next level. That like the Holy Spirit is here, and he can read those thoughts. He can read those thoughts. He can read those thoughts. So that he can read those thoughts. That bad. That bad. That, that has just come to your head. <laughs> he can read those thoughts. Thought. No, don't think that thing you are thinking. <laughs> how many understand what I'm saying to you so far? How many say it's going to change how you how you do? Yeah, thoughts. This type of envious thoughts or whatever. He he, he can hear it. He can read those thoughts, and and you know. And, you know, you know, sometimes we are able to tell. It, again, too, that's also where I, where I want us to get to. You're being able to tell even his reactions. Because he's, he's, he's also a very, he's a gentle spirit who is disturbed by very small, small. That's why in the Bible is likened to a dove. Because a dove does fly away by the slightest movement or, or noise. They just fly. The, the, the Holy Spirit is like that. He just goes quiet on you. You can tell when he's become quiet on you for a while. <laughs> or you cannot tell. Maybe just watch out. Maybe you have not been paying attention, but you watch out and see that. There are times when you are engaging properly with him. He's very active. Thoughts are flying through your head. A song comes. And this thing that Justin was saying, and that's a, the that's a thing. There is not one way. I, I hear God talk to me by the Holy Spirit a lot from the mouth of people. So I talked, when I'm talking to people, when I'm talking to people, I'm very attentive to what you are saying. Because very often, I have heard like clear Holy Spirit talking to me and it was Lawrence who was talking. And he's just talking. But I leave and I have and I've heard something I should go and do. Or something I should change. And, 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 and again, to one of the things that you also know that after a while, after you have, you have been with the Holy Spirit for a while, he knows all of us. So everybody's, everybody's way of communicating also becomes personal. What I'm saying is not making sense to you. Like there's a way that for you, he talks to you more that way because of how you and him are. Like the way you, you are as a person cramping That's the way that you hear You have to become more aware of it. And then now, pay attention. Because I pay attention when people are talking. When somebody is talking, when I'm having a conversation with somebody, I'm very... Because in the past, I noticed that there there were things I heard that were my personal direction by the Holy Spirit in somebody's conversation. So now, I'm very, very, very aware when I'm talking to somebody. More than like maybe dreams or visions. He doesn't talk to me that way for some reason. He doesn't talk to me that way. Through, I don't dream. I don't even sleep well enough to dream. Like I don't sleep deep enough to dream. So my, in my life, there are many, there are very few dreams I have had that, that carried a significant message. I, I remember them like maybe two or three. But a lot of the things that I have been guided, a lot of the guidance I have had in my life, I have had them, a lot two ways mainly that the Holy Spirit talks to me. Scripture jumps up out at me. I'm, scripture. So that's so like quiet time and reading my Bible is very important to me because I, I just, Scripture just jumps out and I know this is what God is saying. Or I am having a conversation with somebody and the person says something in passing. That's my word, I, and that I will go and do something. Like like in in 2021, eh, I went to go and pray. Like I told you, and you should try this thing. It's very good at the beginning of the year. I go to a place, maybe like three days, and I'm there. You can come here. Here you can find a room, some place to to be, or some other place. So I was praying, and I I was asking God, like what I I told you, you must always ask God at the beginning of the year to bump you up. You know, you cannot be at the same place you were last year, this year, when the year ends. You must expect to bump, go up somewhere. So I was asking God, so okay, so I said, Lord, now... I have, we have, I have done camps. Because some time ago, it was my prayer, Lord, Charlie, I want to... Yeah, but I've done all these camps and things. Now it's normal. And then now we have this strong Christian conference going, It's going on for a few years. So that one is becoming normal. So now this year that we are starting, what else is new that I can, I can do? That can also take me forward you know, a bit. And then I, I think that I was reading... I was reading... I was having a, my quiet time. I felt to... I, I just felt, again, the Holy Spirit... To just look at um, what Paul told Timothy. I think was first, is it was 1st Timothy 2 or 2nd Timothy 2. The thing that he says that the thing that I was head of me, the same comment, doubt of faithful men. Who also checked 2nd Timothy 2 2? let see whether it is 2nd or 1st. Look at it. Which one is it? 1st or 2nd? 2nd. So bring it. So, you see, so I was, so, I, I was, I just, I, I went to this verse. It, it was the verse that came to me. It was the verse of the Holy Spirit in answer to my question, what can I do this year to move forward? So this verse came to me. And the thing that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same command thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And then the Holy Spirit began to explain to me that if you look in this scripture, and those of you are, those who are around me, have heard me say this thing, explain it many times. He said to me, the person writing this thing is Paul. The person he wrote it to is Timothy. So when he says, and the things thou hast heard of me, me is Paul. Thou is Timothy. So Paul gave the things to Timothy. So from Paul to Timothy, the same commit thou to faithful men. So you have Paul, Timothy, faithful men who shall be able to teach others. And then he explained to me that your ministry, your ministry will really come a full cycle in fruitfulness if you can extend yourself three generations down the line. So whatever you are right now, you must have a Timothy that you are teaching to do the same things you are doing. And then that, from that Timothy to the next person, and then, then to the next, to the four, when the fourth person from you is able to do what you are doing exactly as you are doing it, then you have come full cycle in terms of your fruitfulness. Wow. So look at this. So I, so I saw this. I said, so I know what to do this year. I know what to start to spend energy on this year. Then I, one of my friends came from Accra. He was looking for a place to go and have a retreat. And I told him I had to add some, some hideout to be somewhere so he can come I'll take him there. So he came, and I took him to the place. He spent about a week at the place. So when he came back to town, he was going to uh, to back to Accra, and then I I was driving him to um, VIP station. Then he asked me, "So this year, what are you going to do? Like, what new thing are you doing this year?" And I said, "Hear I'm not I'm not really sure. Is there something I'm talking to God about?" Then he said, "You know, I think that uh, you should start to find people that you will teach to do the things that you are doing, so they can do it exactly as you are." I I just I said, "Ah." Like I know what you are saying is from God because this, the Holy Spirit said the same exact thing to me. So I, now I was very sure, twice, two witnesses, I was now sure that that is what I have to do. That began the, the process. The, the, I, four pastors were appointed in the same church last year, 2022. I started that, that work on them in 2021. But I'm, here, I'm now at uh, me to Timothy, I have two more levels to come to faithful men and come to others. It's a long journey, but it's a lot of work. Even the guys, the, these guys who are my Timothy's, they are not doing yet what I am able to do at my capacity. That's a lot of work. A lot of discipline, a lot of like engaging them, correcting them, taking them somewhere, instructing. Ah, until. One of them can preach, and I say, ah, you are preaching properly now. Then I'll say, Timothy has been completed. Let me move on to. So now I have, in my church, I have some university students who are safe church people who are now in university. i I'm, I'm started to, to extend. So while I'm working on the Timothys, I'm working on the Faithful Men also right now. I have Faithful Men now I'm working on. I don't yet have others also, but it's like, it's progress I'm making. All because the Holy Spirit spoke. I, what I'm saying is making sense to you. And that's how you make progress. So I'm saying that now, now that we know these things, we want to now, intentionally, you hear, you listen. And I'm saying, God, by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit talks to you, you particularly, a certain way is how you hear. Some people dream a lot. I have a guy in our church. He is, every day he has a dream. And in his dreams, the dreams are so clear. Like, even me, he tells me the dream. I can't interpret it. <laughs> Do you understand it? That every day, that's how God, that's how the Holy Spirit talks. It's good. You, too, you, have, to, you have to also know yours. And then now you, you relate with the Holy Spirit that way. When he starts to talk to you that way, you just know that, yeah. It's not that, oh, sometimes I hear, sometimes I don't hear. No, those randomness. Amen. Amen. Wow. So I have given you the distinctive characteristics of personality. Okay. Now I want to show you certain acts also that the Holy Spirit performs, which also show that he's a person. Because their aim is to relate with him as a person. Okay. Okay. So the so number one, these are acts. First ones are characteristics. These ones are acts. Things he does. The things he does that will show you that he's a he's a person. Only a person can perform. First Corinthians 2.10. two ten. First Corinthians two ten. It says, but God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. So, the first thing is that he searches the deep things of God and reveals them to us. He searches the deep things of God. you understand it? And then he reveals them to us. He searches and he reveals. So, it's one of the things that he does that also shows that he's a person. And that must also help you engage with him, you know, um, better. Are, are you here? So if that is the case, then you, then we should have a lot of revelation. <laughs> and now what I'm saying is not making sense to you. Yeah, you only have to ask. He searches, then he reveals. The things he discovers about God. You will only know God... You. The person who helps you to know God deeper and deeper is this Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. Are you? Are you? Is your mind opening? Revelations two seven number two. Revelations two seven. It says, "He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches." To him that overcometh, will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Says he speaks out of the death of his own wisdom, and he whispers into the ears, into our ears, and the ears of his listening servants. He speaks out of out of his death, the death of his wisdom, and then he whispers it into the ears of a list of his listening servants. So that speaking and whispering is also another characteristic, another thing he does, which shows that he's a person. And, and, and let, me just, let me just say here that if you are going to go far with God, in the things of God, and in the, in the, even in, like in life in general, but, but also in the calling with which God has called you, is one of the things you must develop. It must be sharp. It's your hearing of the Holy Spirit you must be able to hear the Holy Even when he whispers to you, you must learn how to hear it. Uh, is, it, is, it is it making sense to you? And not that... Huh? Okay, next one. Galatians 4, 6. It says, And because ye are sons... God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So the next point is that he cries out in your heart. Okay. And bears witness with your spirit that you are a son of God. He cries out in your heart and bears witness together with your spirit that you are a son of God. So you must look out, crying, crying out, crying out, bearing witness. That, that certainty that you have that I'm a child of God. And if you're not, if you're not, if you're not sure, because sometimes some of us, we like this type of, you know, we like this type of, uh, you know, yeah, I'm alone, I'm, huh? what I'm saying is not making sense to you. Or oh, you have stopped, you have stopped those things. Yeah, start singing all sorts of pity songs. The Holy Spirit is inside of you, and he's crying out. It's making you aware that you are a son of God, you are a child of God. You must not be uncertain about it, unless you're not paying attention. Yes. Uh, 11.57. So we should go and take our bags out of it. So we should take a break. Okay, he so said we should check out of the rooms, or we'll pay again for another day, another night. So those of us who have things in the room, know. we have um, maybe like some twenty, some ten minutes or fifteen minutes, ten minutes, just take the things out. Yes, okay. Amen. Alright, so let's let's so let's see if we can continue. We'll be going to the lunch break so it's becoming warm like in here. So where were we? Um for six years, and because he has sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son, the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba Father. Do you see? Um Romans 8:16 says. Uh, Romans 8.16 16 it says Spirit itself beareth it witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Are you here? So that's another thing the Holy Spirit does is that that assurance that you that you are a son. If you are not, if I hope there's nobody here who is not sure whether he's a child of God or not. Mm. We are laughing. All laugh, you know. But there should not be. There should be no doubt, because the Holy Spirit is inside you, trying to make that um, that assurance in there. Romans eight twenty six. Next one. He prays in and through us. This is a very very nice. One. He prays in and through us, making intercession to the Father for us. From the innermost depths of our being. He prays in and through us, making intercession for us, making intercession to the Father for us from the inner innermost depths of our being. Okay. So now I this is something I know you know. Romans 8:26, okay, says, likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for. That's what Stella was saying, as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So the thing is, it's not even it's not even that he helps us to pray; he does the praying. If you don't, if, you, I mean, if I have a friend like this who prays the prayer that you have to pray for you, he prays the right topics. He knows the right topics, so he prays it, and then he does the praying itself for you. With the words, the right words. Why will not you pray more? And that's why, that's why the prophet keeps saying that when you go to pray, pray a lot of your prayer you know, in the Holy Spirit. Because that, those, that is the more accurate type of prayer. When you pray, mm-hmm. once in a while, as you pray, I know it, I'm sure it has happened to you before. As you pray, you see that the English words come. Has it happened to you before? So that, that's the right thing to say. That's Kim, that came, that's the Holy Spirit's doing his own thing. So you pray, uh, then you say some English words, something that you hadn't pre-planned when you went to go and pray. It comes to you at a time of prayer, because that is what the Holy Spirit wants to say. But and that's, that is marvelous, that you have a friend, we are going to go and say something to daddy, and then when we get there, say, wait, don't say anything, I will do the talking. <laughs> You know how many of you in your house you had some little brother last born that you sent here to go and tell daddy the thing that you tell. If you want to eat pizza now send the last baby to go and tell daddy that you want to eat pizza. How many of you have done some before? <laughs> and it always works. doesn't it. It always works. And that's how it is also like with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit goes to tell daddy about the pizza. And we just get it. we will just be here and the pizza arrives. You get it. So also, it's a certain way, and it should change the way you pray when you go to pray. A certain confidence should come about your prayer. The prayer time. See, they say that uh, 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 this thing uh, when you pray, there are three answers yes, no, and wait. Have you heard that thing before? Bad doctrine. Don't teach those things to your children. It's a very bad doctrine. <laughs> God answers, God, uh, God's answer to prayer, God gives three answers to prayer. It's either God will say yes. God will say no, or God will say wait. You've not heard it before. Uh, people have been saying it. <laughs> You've not heard it before. Hey, then you ah, who has said it before? <laughs> I no, Ken, say. It. They didn't go to SU. Ah, and you know that, but I don't know that it is yes, no, wait and and you see let, let, so you see in context in context in a context in its proper context it is it is right if you take it out of context it is destructive to a person's prayer life the the contextual the real contextual meaning of that statement is that god fundamentally god answers prayer god answers every prayer that's what they are that's what they are saying they are saying that God answers every prayer, but it is not always God says God does what you are asking for when you ask Him for. So the wait part means that in His right, in the right time, the answer will come. That's what they mean by God will say wait. And then when God says no, when the prayer you are praying is not according to His will, you don't get any answer. You don't get it. the answer is quite silence. He just doesn't mind you <laughs> because it's a useless thing you are asking for. So in that particular context, God has said no. That's what they mean. But if you say that into a child, to say he'll, he'll, he'll not pray. Because why are you why am I praying to God? Who you say God is superman, He can do everything, He has all the power, He's a very loving God. He can do it. No. It's not the way guy, it's not a problem. But then no, no. Why is God saying my father on this earth is always saying no? God is saying no. <laughs> they don't explain it, what I just ah, uh, yeah. So you. Yes, like, ah, why would God, why, why? So what's the point of going to pray to God when I know that sometimes he will say no? But that's not, you see, what, the way I've explained it, it makes sense. Yes, that's the context that sometimes we are praying, we are praying, some prayers have taken, Hannah prayed for how, how many, for a while, before the answer came. So in that context, that's the meaning that God was saying, wait, 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 wait until the, because because Samuel needed to arrive just when Eli's turn was ending, so that Israel would have a prophet, a particular prophet of a certain caliber at that particular time. If someone had been born sooner, it would have disrupted the whole thing. So, in God's plans, He needed a little for the guy to arrive at the right time. So, in that case, Hannah had to wait. Wow. <laughs> so, God said, Wait. And then, when you're asking for nonsense things, it's like Balaam went to go and say that. They say I should go and curse Should I go or should I not go? The answer is no. What rubbish is that? You are going to go and curse them for what? Don't go. And he told him, don't go there. (laughs) The answer to the prayer is what? Is no. Should I go? Should I not go? No. No, sometimes the answer is no. Uh But praying by the Holy Spirit, where he, the Bible says he searches the things of God and knows the mind of God. So when you allow him to do the praying through you, he will always pray the right things. What it means also is that if it is, if he, because he knows that this thing is not something that we're going to get, he doesn't even bother praying about it. So, when you pray a lot of your prayer, most of your prayer in the Holy Spirit, then you are guaranteed like success, 100% answered prayer all the time. Does it make sense? Okay. So, that's, the, that's, that's a very nice thing to hear that he prays through us. John 15, 26, he testifies of Christ to to us. It testifies John 15, 26. It says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. And this is a very important important, um, work of the Holy Spirit that we must be conscious of. Okay. The Holy Spirit Constantly, whatever the Holy Spirit does, does it to honor Christ? The Holy Spirit's always doing, He will not say or do anything that dishonest Jesus Christ. Always. So he, here you see him test it. So even if you want to know the Lord Jesus, like this, this, four cups. now. I'm going to go into it too. <laughs> and I know the Holy Spirit is going to show me the going to bring out the the thing. There's something there. Anything that helps you to know Jesus more, Holy Spirit will do it. Once that is what you are interested in, He will be there. I mean, you you tried every time you have tried. When you, you see they say that it's a good practice to every year read the four gospels once every year. You should try it. Should, it's good advice. So I'm I'm trying to. I'm also started to read Matthew to end this morning. Yesterday I started reading Matthew, Matthew 4. Two. I read Matthew 4, 2, the first part. This morning, Matthew 4, 2, the second part. And, that, and, and that's 4 2. I have been on it. <laughs> yes. I, I'm see, I've read it before. How I many uh, Jesus was taken to the wilderness to be tempted, or the, the devil came and he said, 4-2 says 4-4, uh, This is 4-2. 4 He said that uh, yes, this is this is the scripture. This I have quiet time to, this one verse, two days. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And in, in yesterday, I was on by bread alone. And I went to go and look at the original. This is, is from Deuteronomy 8.3. This thing that he said. Check Deuteronomy 8.3. Watch this. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every Do you see it? But look at, look at the three. And how many did he suffer thee to anger, and fed thee with manna, that he might make he know that man does not live by this is does not man does not live by bread only see in the New Testament he says man shall not live but here he says man does not live for me it changes the discussion you are looking at me very funny you guys see <laughs> You the same, eh? It looks the same to you. And you, you, are you not? There? What, are, what do you teach? You teach. Yes, man does not, and man shall not. What, what, is there a difference? What, but I can't explain it. You know there's a difference, but I can't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> So you see, it's like, if you are going to say this thing in chi, literal chi, you see, it's like you are saying that, <laughs> like, it's like, you see, we, we don't live, man does not, it's not, it's not the way that we, we don't live like that, <laughs> that you are, you are there, and the only thing that is the source of life is Bread. Do you answer it? Do you answer it? And so I went, I was going into it. I started to go into the, the words. You have to go into the words, one by one. Oh, bread. What is that? To go into it. If that, the implication of that is, and in, when you add but by every word, what I understood from yesterday to today as I was thinking about it, is that, and the, and I checked, in the New Testament, the word he used for live here, This this word in the, in the Matthew 4.4, 4, this word here, is zao. Eh? Zao is the verb form of zoe. Zoe is one of the Greek words used for life in the New Testament. There is also bios, which is like life that uh, plants have, animals have, whatever. But zoe is only used in reference to human beings, the, the kind of life human beings live. Because zoe goes beyond just being alive and doing the respiratory and reproduction and all of those things it also describes the quality of the person's life. And that life that human beings have, which is described as Zoe, is also the life that God has. So we don't describe God as being alive like a plant, but rather that he's alive like he has Zoe. The verb form of Zoe is Zao. So what I was thinking is that a person will not, you will not have a certain quality of life if it is only based on bread. Like you only, your, the only basis of your life, you may have life like plants, but a certain quality that is the only only bread that that concerns you, you will not have. You will have the kind of life God has if it is also, uh, this one, this, but by every word. And I'll show you something. This word here, there are two words at least in the Greek. There is logos and there is rhema. This word is rhema. And the rhema here changes the meaning of this particular scripture. What it means is that it is not even the word you read in the Bible that is the word you must live by. You must live by this, this this rhema means a spoken word, like, or an utterance. It's like a word that is spoken presently. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm saying it well. Like, the kind of thing the Holy Spirit tells you now. Now, right now, in this particular moment. That's how you must live your life. So if you're a Christian and you don't hear God, you don't hear the Holy Spirit talk to you about what to do every day, you will not have a certain quality of life. And the the Zoe kind of life doesn't have these mistakes, this and some, 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 something, this and this bad business deal, lost money. That's not Zoe. Zoe will only come to you where things work. You are at a particular place at the right time. You are in the opportunity at the right time. When at every step, you can hear an, the spoken and uttered word, a word that comes to you that particular time. Here is the way, walking it. That is what brings you, like, a man cannot live only bread you won't have. But if you want to live certain quality of life, it must be the word that comes out of God's mouth at the particular moment when it is needed. So now you must learn how to hear God right at the moment. Hey! One time, eh, I was, um, <laughs> my salary had not come. I, I, some, you know, sometimes they do this government, they, to, they do something, some controller, something, something doesn't work. So, from so December, it'd be like that, October, October, November, December. I think it didn't come October, so it will come the following month. It didn't come. Then, December, I hadn't come, so I said, eh, you have to check this thing. So, I went to, they said I should go to Ministry of Finance to go and check. So I went to the Ministry of Finance. I, went to, I met some plenty teachers there. So that, that, that year, they were doing something. You see, they used to have a system where they were paying the teachers' allowances when they were in, they are in training college. Then when they finish training college and they are posted, the thing is supposed to convert to their salaries. But the allowance is supposed to stop when you finish training college. Sometimes, the, it doesn't stop. So they keep paying them uh, until they are posted and then the thing changes to salary. So, they, so they, all the that had had that kind of thing, they, they suspended their payments and they were all supposed to come in to the Ministry of Finance to solve it. So when I arrived in the office, there were all oh, these only teachers. When you come, there was a man in the office. He'll write something for you. To, he'll write for you to go to the computer room at controller. The computer technician will check your statements and then see the amount that... The government paid you a that they were not supposed to pay. It will tell you the total. Then, when you come back to the man, the man will write something for you to go to Bank of Ghana and go and pay the money and bring the paying deposit, deposit slip. Then they will go into the system and unlock your salary. Hey! <laughs> so, me, I arrived at a place and I came to fall into this. Thing. It was not, it was for teachers. All the people in the room were teachers. Only me, I was, I was not. Uh. So, when I got to the place, he. Say he was he was just writing, he writes for you, then you go, write for you, then you go. So now I also can say, I say, my salary hasn't come Are you a teacher? I said, No. He say, what's the brother? So okay, you go and check and come. So he wrote that thing for me. I went to the computer. He just to be baby say me deka. So as I was coming back from the place, I said, Ah, what is this? What is all this? So I came back into the office. They put it plenty. Suddenly, the air conditioner stopped working. Like it was working, but it was just blowing hot air, and the room started becoming warm. The man said, "No, Charlie, he cannot sit in the room to work in the heat." So all the guys who had come, they should go and come tomorrow. You know how people can waste your time. People have travelled from this uh, Tamale and things to come and just do this thing. You know, so they should come the next day. You don't know where they are going to sleep in Accra. So I said, "Ah well," So they we should come tomorrow. So I went home. But the next day, I had a feeling not to go back there. So I didn't go there. I didn't go back to the man. But actually, I went. But but when I got to the place that day, the man was not there. There was another man who was there. So the feeling I got is, when you go, don't tell him what happened yesterday. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I shouldn't tell the story from what happened yesterday. I should go like I was now coming. So I go to the office, was another man who was in there. Say, yes, what's the So uh, I work here, my salary hasn't come. Uh, so okay, go to this office. Let them do biometrics. Ha! Huh? I said I could have, I would have paid. Uh, if just just the the that just that don't go and say what happened yesterday, just start afresh. It just made a lot of difference. And and, and I'm saying that that is how you have a certain quality of life. Eh? Just what you hear at that particular moment, do that one. And sometimes you may have that that Rhema from reading a scripture. You get up and go and do that one. That's the one that brings you quality. You see the quiet time that I'm uh, and I'm saying that even this thing, this, this, this thing, that when you are, when you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit reveals more of Christ. His job is to testify more and more about Jesus. You know more about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches you. So that's one to be aware of it. And if it's not coming, you should ask him this issue. Am I boring you? It's becoming warm. Let's hurry up and close um, for, the, for, the, for the break. Next one. He teaches us day by day the truth of God. John 14, 26. So teaching is another thing the Holy Spirit does, teaching you. By the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. He teaches us the truth day by day. Nehemiah 9:20 was saying that he will he will instruct the good spirits. What does it say? It says, Thou givest also thy good spirit to instruct them. Okay, Nehemiah 9:20. He teaches us, teaches us day by day the truth of God. So teaching is also something that the Holy Spirit does. And, it, and not, it is the truth of God. So the Bible cannot be too difficult for you. Your, your, your understanding of Scripture should be, should be improving every time. If you are engaging with that person of the Holy Spirit while you are doing the study, you'll see that it becomes clearer. All the men of God are coming to preach to our fantastic. They are just, it's, just, it, it's the difference between us and them. Is that they have this? They have caught this, and they, yes, and they know how to engage the Holy Spirit in all these aspects. But we are, we are not so. That's so we are also learning it now. Okay. Next one. Don't be bored. We are finishing soon. Romans eight fourteen. He leads and guides the children of God by taking them by by the hand and gently leading us. He leads and guides. He leads and guides. By taking us by the hand and leading us in the paths, God will have us walk. He, gu- he leads and guides us by taking us by the hand and gently leading us on in the paths God will have us walk. Romans eight fourteen. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, like how I was led to go there and keep quiet and say, say, don't say something. Because I, I had the statement from the computer room in my hand when I went that day. And if I had just gone to go and show it to the new man who came, I'd have been paying money. That was not necessary to pay. Do you see? It. So it's important. Next one. He has authority to command men in their service of Jesus Christ. Acts 16:6 6 and 7. He has the authority to command men in their service of Jesus Christ. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia, Galatia, Acts 16:6, 6, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Seven, after they were come to Mysia, they are said to go into Bithynia, but the spirit suffered them not. Okay. So that somebody is is called to go somewhere and to do some service for for, for the Lord. It is the Holy Spirit who does this and all this. So you're calling God God implements his calling upon your life. It's the Holy Spirit is the one who who comes and does this. Calling. That's how you know that I'm called by the Holy Spirit. Am I saying something that is useful to you? Yes. And, and you see, why am I sharing you all of these things? It's not for academic purposes. It is just so that because you know all that you are, it is, it is to help you identify the presentness of the Holy Spirit. in You're like, like, here, he's the one. Here, he's the one. This one, is the, the one. So then it's like, ah. He's like, he's everywhere. All this time he's been involved everywhere. I didn't know. I was reading a scripture. It made sense to me, the Holy Spirit. I was going somewhere, something said, pass left, don't pass left. Ah, it's the Holy Spirit. I was like, ah, now I see the Holy Spirit everywhere. Before now, you were not aware of his presentness. He's actually very ever-present, the most present in your life. More than all these your friends and family members that you are, you know, that you are so, uh, yes, all the time. The Holy Spirit, is he has proven to be the one like so I was there for you, not your husband. You have been there for me. Happy anniversary to us. Happy, happy 10th anniversary to us. Oh no, 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 no. The person who has been there with you the most, through thick, and thin is the Holy Spirit. He's been there. He's been there. You are listening to a song attached to Holy Spirit. You are listening to a song, you heard a message, Holy Spirit. You are reading the scripture Jesus was revealed to you Holy Spirit. All, all over the place. All over the place. You're going to get into trouble. Something 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 something. You are delivered Holy Spirit. away ah, to just be an hour. Ah, he's been everywhere all this time. Now to consciously be engaging with him in all of this place. So it doesn't become an afterthought. Because that's what he is to us now. Like a muya ding Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit. Like, Come and take control, eh? <laughs> holy, 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 holy Ghost. Come and take. We only start coming to control when the thing is already out of control. <laughs> we need you every day. We need you every hour. No, are, are you with me? Yeah. So when, so again, to knowing that he's a he's a good spirit, you will not resist when he's calling you into the service of God. Are you hearing what I'm telling? And many of us, you see, many, for me, one of the problems I have with people who do ministry is that we don't, we're not committed. It's almost as if we can't trust God. Like, like you are suspicious of God. Like, you see, let let me tell something. Now, no, as where I am right now, I am convinced that if I have two choices to make. And I'm wondering which of them is going to spoil my life. And I chose to do the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the one I am sure will not spoil my life. i, 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 I because you are a, you are also a lady pastor. Should I give you a microphone so that you can explain it? Because I don't know whether that, the thing I'm saying you know is making. Mm. You see, one of, the, one of the things we say, we say uh sacrifice or is it don't let l- let us not let us be careful let's be careful and what I'm saying is let let's be careful you Enok, be careful what you are calling a sacrifice be careful that you will describe the thing that you are doing or you have given up as a sacrifice. Be careful that you, you are the one calling it a sacrifice. Look, I, I have come to see eh, that, r- that really, really, actually, actually, we have no sacrifice to give to God. Like what you... So I came to church, say we should give offering, that was in Ghana, it was a great sacrifice. Who gave you a thousand Ghana that you were hiding in under the pillow there? Who gave it to you? The person who gave you something has taken it back. You call it a sacrifice. Oh, I'm no, saying, no, no, please hold it for me. Eh? When, when I you need it, I'll I'll come for it. I want to make a call. <laughs> I'll sacrifice my phone. will sacrifice your what? <laughs> You're a joker, and that's and, and and that's why that's why many of us are not walking in our calling the way we should. So that even the even the honor, the glory that God wants to give us for the calling that we are walking in, we're not even we, 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 we cannot even experience. And see, many, many God forbid, but there are some of us. There are, I shouldn't say meaning. There are some of us who won't see 1% of what God intends for you to experience in terms of ministry. You'll die from this earth here. And you have not, you have not even begun to work in it. You'll not, you not, you not even because every time, every time God wants to make a move with you, you think that you are giving up too much. I'm saying something bad. Oh. Look, we didn't come here to come and work, teach school, and this, this, this. That's not why we came here. We need to go to school and teach French to get some small pay, to pay light bill. So that the holy calling with which God has called us, we can comfortably. Working it, it's not the way. Those of you who, are, those who have come to the earth, who are focused on this, these ones, these part-time things, that have become like your main. For which reason? you see, not not. I don't want to insult anybody, but there are different reasons why. even when we call a meeting, people don't, people are not able to come. Like they are all dif- different difficulties. There are some people, they are they are forcing. They are like. Hardest forcing is the ability to come here this morning. What I'm saying is, but there are some others. It's just, I will go tomorrow because it's not, there's not much, it's not, there's no difference. And I'm saying, be careful because, because the Bible says that with the measure with which you measure, it will be measured unto you again. When you are treating the things God considers important lightly, he will respond back to you the same way. Since we came here last night, God, the Holy Spirit has been talking to us about various things. We said, there are a lot of different things we heard last night, which you have not heard, but which maybe you should have heard. And if you had just tried a little harder to appear here last night, then you would have heard those things, which would have made a difference to you. But like, there's a way that, yeah, you know, Charlie, I'll go tomorrow. I'm saying that you, when you so when you force uh, and you, like you I, oh I have you know the sacrifice I have to make, please, please. The one who came to shed his blood, look, there was no blood left in him when he died. You, you have no idea. You should. There's another book. Um, that this book I gave you was what evidence that demands a verdict. There's one another one, and there's another one called the Gospel according to God. The Gospel According to God the, by John MacArthur. The Gospel According to God. You read that book. That book is good. It's a good book to read. Uh, M-A-C Arthur. A-R-T-H-U-R. Then there's a third one. There's a third one. It's also another Apologetics book. It's called The Case for Christ. The Case for Christ. All those books, I can, I can share them to you. I, I have them somewhere. I can send them all to you. If you, only you will read. When you come for a camp, you say, and sometimes I don't share it because I'm waiting for someone to ask after the camp, that, hey, the book you said that you'll give us, no. You know. Well, and then, not enough for one whole year. The whole year. So, the, the, which other one did I mention the last time we came? Was it the JHS people's camp that I, I gave that one? So, this camp, I mentioned evidence that demands a verdict. The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. I will, I, will, I, can, I will send all of them to the page. And then the third one is the Gospel According to God. Gospel According to God. Huh? That, that one is, no, that is, it's a whole book. It's a different book. Ten in one book. I will send, read. You have, uh, that's, what I, that's the one I mentioned at the Church Camp, The Case for Christ. So, Gospel According to God. Read that one first. Read that one first. He describes. Then the case for Christ also. It's like a journalist who was interviewing expects to go into the coming of Christ and the whole death, whatever. To disc- the, he went to ask a, a doctor whether it, it is possible that nailing somebody on a cross can kill the person dead. Hey, you should hear the graphic description that he gave. Anatomically, the anatomical, physiological explanation that there is no—you cannot—he—he he could not have stayed alive. You could not have stayed alive. They hang you like this, two nails on the cross. And you are hanging by the weight of your body, on a cross. It's not possible. No. And he said, and, he, and the and the doctor described that the pain, the pain, like the it's not—it is the. Like the the most painful thing anybody can experience in life, painful, is that to be impaled like that. It's not a joke. So that if if that was a sacrifice, be, be careful how you what you are calling a sacrifice. Yeah. So this one class sacrifice something, 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 something. And many of us will just walk around the place. God didn't bring you to become a millionaire. He brought you to his work in a calling. Whatever that calling is, you find it, you walk in it. I'm walking around, I play walking around, idling around, all sorts of things. And then you are and then it's like that those other things, you find a way, 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 way to that. When you when it's to work in your calling, then you say I'm making sacrifices, can't you see? Reverend William, you can't, can't you see that? Eh? This one I have sacrificed to come. I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about this this meeting. <laughs> no, this meeting if you you mean the attendance of this meeting doesn't doesn't. If I cared about it so much, I would have called you, who were absent. No, it's not it. I feel that I called it, like I said. Nobody instructed me to have the retreat, but I feel that we. I was telling up here, course, when we went on the break, that the the children's ministry in the U D, the U Z, is is it a good way to say disrepair? <laughs> yes. It is, it is, it's like an abandoned building, almost like an abandoned building sort of thing. You see? So for me, I feel that me, I have decided to take it seriously. So I'm looking for other people into whom I can suggest the idea that let's all take it seriously. And then see who in this crowd will follow me so that together we can take the children's ministry seriously. And then where in, in the few branches where there are some serious people, some light can start to shine again. So the student's ministry should be what it should be. So that God's purpose for the... Are you ready to you this morning? Last day apostles, last day prophets, last day teachers, last day evangelists, last day shepherds. Yes. So we, we, we can, we can co- cooperate and collaborate with God for his purpose. His God, God's, God is not... Me, God is not Man is not in the process, in the business, is not producing millionaires. God's factory is making shepherds, apostles, evangelists. In case you didn't know, you know, i want to read it to you. Yeah. I didn't see any millionaire in the list. It's a high tech tech CEO. <laughs> Such things inside it. Oil mogul. <laughs> so you marry, you married oil mogul. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> no 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 God has a factory and he's manufacturing something what is he manufacturing? prophets, evangelists, teachers, shepherds, apostles and he's looking for who is going to join him to collaborate with him to make this so you you are walking around the place and you see out will something. You'll be like Peter, who is going to catch fish all night. And say, Did you, children, did you find anything? So found, found nothing. You will find nothing. <laughs> so let's be careful. Me, eh? And I tell something. It's a very risky thing. What I'm say, I'm saying something, I'm not saying it clearly because I'm afraid. Say it clearly. You will say that I'm telling you that you should not uh, this thing. You should not pursue your dreams. <laughs> But I'm, I don't think that it's going to... This is the real thing. This is the real thing. There's a meeting. And my attitude is that if I go for a conference, it's a conference, let's say, how I came to be anointed, I will learn something. I will learn many things. And those many things, they will help me to do better what God has... Co- you see. called. Let the emphasis be on the calling, you know? what God has called me to do. And if I find that there are other things that are becoming impediments or becoming obstructions or distractions to the main reason why I am here to work in my calling, I cut them off. You know, I want you to notice that the first thing people are, are ready to give up when there's competition is church. So I don't know, i competing interests, the easiest to cut away is church. It's almost like God doesn't really mind. Be there. <laughs> be there. Be there. So those of you who are in the room here, who are in the church, new and old, please, we are not making any sacrifices. Nobody, you are not making any sacrifice to be here. You, not, you, you, you thought you made a sacrifice to be here. You owe it to God to be here. And what you did to be here is not enough payment for what God has done for you. Is it even like, like, look at Moses, what Moses was saying. Moses, What Moses said is, is very true. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? <laughs> you, you have how many children? How many children you have? Three children. As you are coming here, as you were coming here, you left them with who? Your mother, why didn't you leave them? Then your neighbor, your uh, your new your house that you have moved to no then across the streets, the house the house there. Why didn't you go to give your three children there? Why? Yeah. But they they have children. I know they're taking care of their children. Have their children died? Yeah. Well, or if you take your children to go and join them, what will happen? If they eat teasers, they'll give them your, t-z, your children t-z, some to eat. Or or they, they are eating poison in their house there. Don't they bath their children in the house there? Don't they, their children wear dresses? So why didn't you take your children to go and be there? Like, okay, you also have children. You know how to take care of children. You know how to take care of children. If it's your experience, it's not in question. You also have children. I can see that you have children. You can take care of children. So I'm bringing my three children. I'm going to Kumasi for a program. Collect and add to yours. And take care of them for me. I'll be back in the evening. You, you didn't do that. And as you are here, you will be texting every once in a while. it's your mother, so not, there's no problem. If there's a problem, they'll call you. As, soon as, as she's sitting down here, I may be in the middle of some deep revelation, but if her mother calls her on the phone right now, she'll go outside and go and answer it. It's not, it's not how it is. Jesus said, feed my lambs. And the person he carried those lambs and, and, and thought worthy enough to do this job was you. What is it? You know, you have to sacrifice. Look, look at you now. If your children, they will grow up small now. They don't even want to be around you. They have their own things they are thinking about. They have their own plans. They wake up in the morning. They have their own things they have planned that they want to do very early. Early. Sometimes, you see that? When, ooh, ooh. Is that, is that working small? They don't, want to, they don't want to be, what they want is to be far away from. You be here, let me be here. And you say, oh, mommy, oh, ah, I want to go and do something important. But <laughs> well, look at you. But, G, but Jesus, God, lamps, he gave it to you. And then you, it's like you are too busy about everything else except the assignment you have been given. Just take care of this, my children. I am going to come back for them. Like how you have given your children to your mother, no? That God has given His children, a few children to you. Take it. I'm going to come back and look at you. It's everything else, every small thing you do, a little pay. I have made sacrifices. It's like God must see it and pay me back for it. <laughs> Am I what what brought me into this particular thing? So he sends, he commands me in service. You must answer that with excitement it was was it Paul who was saying or Peter who was saying that when we have done all that we have been asked to do, we'll come back and say we are unworthy servants. We have, there's nothing, we're not expecting well done or anything it's like just just that we just look at the work we have done and is, is it is, has it been done well? Okay. That don't say congratulations, don't say thank you. Don't say, well done. Just see that. Have we done it the way you want us to do? If you say that we have done it the way we yeah, we will just take it like that. We are unwedding servants. It was even a privilege for us that you would even give us the work some to do. We are very happy. That's the attitude you must have. But not that, hey, like as if God owes you something. He should have left you wretched life. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know whether Enoch has three wives or what, what he will be doing. I don't know what he will be doing by now. Some of you say sugar that you realize that's like you it, you I can't say can't say count in nature Roman, Holy ghoster, You are here, it's small like this, and a large be almost small like this, like you are following a large small like this, so I challenge now you are some largest wife, but you are here claiming that uh, you have done something, sacrifice. So the Holy Spirit is the one who gives, who has authority to command And when he commands, we just answer yes, sir, and we move into it. Next one, the last one, Acts 13.2. He is, he is the supreme authority in the church who calls men to work and appoints them to office. He is the supreme authority in the church who calls men to work and appoints them to office. Acts 13.2 says what? As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. His supreme authority, the supreme authority in the church who calls men to work and appoints them to office. And appoints them to office. The supreme authority in the church who calls men to work and appoints them to office. So you see, even the implication of this is that you should also it should make you careful the kinds of comments you make about people's ministerial offices. Do you see? Yeah. Like you, the things that you say. See, see, because Acts 20, 20, 28 says that you should take heed unto the flock, unto thyself, unto the flock. That's what it says. Acts 2028. 20, Act, take it unto thyself and unto the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made thee overseers to feed the flock of God. Eh? 2028, you see, take you unto, unto all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. So, you leave someone, I was saying something about that, if, you see, somebody, the Holy Spirit has appointed somebody and put the person into office, you, and you to the Holy Spirit has appointed you also, you see, uh-huh. so somebody is there, it's a, He's praying for somebody, and he's put his legs on a pregnant woman's stomach. It's your problem. It's not a pro- why is it a problem for you? The person whose stomach the leg is on is not complaining. <laughs> it's not comp- uh, why is he complaining for the person? She brought her stomach there, and she know to her know it's it's a, it's an honor that this holy fit you don't, see, maybe you don't even know that. She has miscarried uh, And then this one came interstate. state. And it's like, if this is, this is how impartation will come for the, this baby to stay alive, you can't even jump on it. Jump. I will lie down on the floor. You, you just jump on it. So this baby can stay alive. You have not. You see, you are sitting in your room. You are eating. You have toothpick in your, in your, in your teeth. I'm talking nonsense. <laughs> the Holy Spirit appointed him, appointed you, appointed him to an office to certain thing. And, and you see, and like, 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 you say, we, we, you don't know what it is that is going on there. But if you have respect for the Holy Spirit that called you, called him also, you, you, even your behavior towards there, the person changes. It's different. And now what I'm saying is not, it's not making any sense to you. Yes. So you see that the Holy Spirit is everywhere. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to show you. That you see that he's everywhere. In your, in your calling, he's there. Yeah, appointment to office, he's there. Like everywhere. Every, every time, you see, so for me, eh, for a very long time, my attitude towards every assignment that my senior pastor gives me is I'll I'll do it. Like he calls me and says, Come and do this, I'll do it. Because I have, I have come to understand that it is also how the Holy Spirit moves you around. Sometimes, even in, like in trying to teach you various things, it is true that it's the Reverend Minister who has said, "Go and do it." But that's how I see it. Did, try it. Yeah, I'll try it. It's not a problem. It doesn't work. We we'll stop. It works. We have learned something new. Why are you smiling? Because you have given you something you don't want to go and do it. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> yeah. But you may see it as, like, some human... Ma- I mean, well, of course, it's, it's a... Senior pastors like taking safety teachers and making them to percentile leaders also too much. <laughs> they want to... I don't know. What, but I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. Look for the Holy Spirit's move in those things. Do you see? Yes, M- look for the Holy Spirit's move in those things. But anyway, now you know where you can find... It. There's, there's many more, many other, like, signs and evidence of where the Holy Spirit is... But I think these ones are enough. You've seen all the different places, so that, see what I'm hoping will happen is that so that we're asking, so where is the anointing and the power? It's all there. It's all also an aspect. It is when we discuss the, the work of the Holy Spirit, we'll talk about all these things. The Holy Spirit as a wind, you know, all this. But I'm talking about the Holy Spirit as a person. And I feel that to start the relationship with the person as a person makes it easier for you to experience the works also. May you experience the Holy Spirit's tangible presence in your life from now on. May you become conscious of the presentness of the Holy Spirit in your life. And, and as you relate with him, may you also relate with the power that He is. May your life become easier. 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 May your mistakes be fewer. May your mistakes be fewer. Amen. May your blunders be fewer. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. As you relate with the Holy Spirit. Certain personal. I want you to just talk to him. I don't know what you want to say, but just, just talk to him. Talk to the Holy Spirit about something for a few minutes as we go for our lunch break. Next or you can talk to him. Talk to him anyhow. Sing to him. Worship him. Love him, you know, speaking tongues, praying in the spirit. But I just say something. Just say something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Spirit of God. I worship you. I praise you. Thank you for the understanding. Thank you for the illumination. Thank you for clarity. Thank you for helping me to see you in all the different ways, all the different places. Thank you for seeing how personal you are. Thank you for helping me to see clearly how I should relate with you. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, lead me along the way. Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see now. Holy Spirit, open my ears to hear clearly. May I not miss a leading? May I not miss a guiding in the name of Jesus? forgive me for making you an afterthought forgive me for putting you on the side and going all my way until I'm in trouble help me to work with you from the beginning to consult you to ask your opinion to ask for your leading to, to ask what you think to go with you into it every move I am making Every business I am starting, every major decision to make to start with you, to involve you, to engage with you, to partner with you from the beginning. That's who you are to me. That's who you are to me. That's who you are to me. A personal person, a friend, one who is ever present, always there, always around, always there, never going anywhere. The one who understands, the one who understands, that intelligent person with me. Who has the answers? Help me, Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. May my walk with you after this be better. May I walk closer with you. May I walk more closely with you. May I experience your presence with me. At first, it used to be sometimes, sometimes, but now every day, every moment of my life, may I experience your presence with me. May I be going and coming, always aware that you are with me as I go. You are with me as I come. Everywhere I find myself. Holy Spirit, cause this to be my experience, Lord. May this be my experience, Lord. May this be my experience, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you for all these revelations, these expositions, helping us to see you more clearly, see where you are in our lives, all over the place. All over the place. Now we see you all over the place. We ask that you will help us to work with you more closely, more personally. May our relationship with you become more personal. May we deliberately, intentionally work with you every day. Everywhere we go, we go with you. Everything we do, we begin it with you. We are in it with you. We are in need with you. Help us. Help us. And may our ministries become better because we are doing it with you. Because we are partnering with you. Because you are participating in what we are doing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen.